With me, he's at Ratchcock. We're here for Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City, more extra, less ordinary. Day one, India, England, third test match. Cam, sum it all up, as is the custom on these daily shows, in 30 seconds. India, 326 for five, two centuries in the day. They won the toss, and it looked like it was going to be an absolute disaster for the home side. 33 for three. Were England going to bowl them out in a day? They had a brittle middle order coming, two debutants. It was all looking like it was going to be England. And then Rohit Sharma and Jadeja put on a 204-run partnership, both reaching centuries. And despite a little run out at the end of the day, you've got to say, India in pole position. Yeah, it feels different to how it did when we were talking at Vizag after day one, where I think India were 370-odd for six, something like that. So further ahead with runs, but just the rhythm of the day with England having them. 33 for three, and look, you know, I... I usually, my bias is towards not focusing on drop catches. That's a part of the game and all the rest of it. But gee whiz, 49 for four. Root, yeah. Root snaffles that in the cord and then Rowett's gone on 20-odd or whatever he was at the time. And we're, in all probability, having a very different conversation. Rowett Sharma eventually advancing to his 11th test, Tan, his third against England. Um, his first there at uh, Radjkot and batted supremely. The way he was able to move up the gears and down the gears as required. That 92-run middle session where they didn't lose a wicket was just like proper senior pro stuff for both him and Jadeja. They ultimately have a standard 204, which is undone by the short ball strategy. We might come to that in a bit. But yeah, England did have their chances. A couple of DRSs that didn't um, go upstairs as well. So yes, it's India's day, but England did feel in it for most of it. Yeah, Rohit Sharma's innings was a bit weird in that he had two... So he was dropped on 29 by Joe Roots, and it was a really tough chance, but it was one of those chances where... The more time goes yep. on, the more you go, oh, God, it'd be amazing if it stuck. It was kind of Joe at first slip off Hartley, mm-hmm. the spinner. Uh, Rohit Sharma aiming into the leg side. It doesn't look like it's going to go to slip, but it does down to his left. X, Y, Z, what a catch it would have been and what a catch it would have been had it taken India to 49 for four. But the point is that Rohit Sharma was on for 29. That happens. Then he gets given LBW or vice versa, overturned, 29 for two. Mm-hmm. Then on 47, Tom Hartley pins them on the pad and it's umpires called they don't review it not out on the field whatever but it wasn't a case of like from start to finish he was flying it was a cruising it was all fine then and i'm going to be able to bring more stats to this show you'll be very pleased to know because i'm now in the talk sport crick viz (laughs) whatsapp chat and there's some beauties going on and really good is that i can't remember the actual detail of it but once rota sharma passes 50 he (laughs) averages roughly 7 million against offspin and this was when joe root was trotting into bowl and i was like oh god here we go but once Rohit Sharma was on 50, it did then just, the feeling in the gr- ground changed. It became one of those instances where it was, right, if this is the kind of stereotypical cricket match in India. India are going to get 550 against the opponent who is toiling away. England are going to get about 300 in reply and then it's all going to be over. It's set up for that. If we know anything from this England team, that's probably the last way it's going to play out. But in terms of your kind of stereotypical test match in these parts of the world, were set up for that traje- trajectory, I believe that's a word. I think the stat is when Rowett gets to 50, he averages 150 in Test cricket, something like that. Oh, I like um, that, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was when they put the grind on England in the middle. Uh, you know, they only went at three and over for the third hour of play, and that's what they needed to do. They needed to be consolidation because they lose wickets on 22, 24, and 33. We should go back to that. Um, Jaiswal, who was supreme uh, last week at Vizag, um, out to Wood for 10. Uh, and then Shubham Gill uh, out to Wood for naught, and that was a fine piece of bowling Ooh. from uh, Mark Wood. Bowled 
the majority of the nine balls that would fa- that Gill faced rather were from Wood, you know, starting wide of the crease and getting closer and closer, and eventually getting one to tail away and finding the outside edge. So I know that. Shubham Gill's likely to become public enemy number one. That tends to be the way. Now, Shreya Sire's been dropped. There's got to be someone in the Indian top six who the who the, um, who the crowd are into, and it'll be Gill, despite making 100 last week, it feels like. Well, he and Padadar, to be fair. Padadar playing his second test, and he needs to make it work because Safras Khan looks an absolute star on arrival. So Padadar playing a dog of a shot. Um, he just completely misread that delivery from... Uh, Hartley bowling in his uh, first over of the, the test match and gets caught at cover inexplicably by Duckett. But yeah, you throw Jaiswal, Gill and Padadar falling early at 33 for three. It meant that even with that big partnership of 204, that England were only ever a couple of wickets away. And they do get wickets in, un, in un, unusual ways at unusual times. And maybe that that's part of uh, what Ben Stokes has brought to the captaincy, that this belief that they've got with the bat, it does translate to the ball and in the field as well. So when Mark Wood decided to go bounce-a-thon, which you can't do for long, right? Like we know from talking to fast bowlers around the world, from the lived experience of watching them, that that strategy can work for three or four overs, then you knack it. And they had a go at it for a couple of overs and it worked. Rohit Sharma um, placing a catch to square leg. So, you know, 237 for four is a little bit deceptive because it feels like India are bossing the day because of that partnership. But the three wickets early on meant that England did have a toehold regardless. Here's another stat for you. It was the first time that England have taken three wickets in India in the first 10 overs since 1972. What a treat our listeners are in for now. I've got access to this information. It's going to be re- remarkable. <laughs> um, and also, more to the point, what vindication for England is going with the two seamers. Jimmy Anderson and Mark Wood bowled into the ground today. Yeah. Both of them finished with about 17 overs apiece. And Mark Wood, the first ball was just kind of hard length, causing indecision, high pace, etc. All the buzzwords to get Jaiswal to kind of leave one to first slip if you can picture that in, in your minds and then the, the the two kind of the two punch coordination to get Shubman Gill his first delivery's nipped in really viciously second one's held its line all mm. the way through brilliant bowling great like so excited for Mark Wood who went wicketless in the first test match in, in Hyderabad and then Patadar oh my god like at the time I believed it I, I had more, I had my most sympathy for him at the start of the day when it happened because I went, oh, that's unlucky. It's stuck on the pitch, stuck in the pitch. And then Jadeja and Sharma put on 200 together and I went, did it stick? Did it stick, Patazar? Or have you had an absolute stinker today? Um, it was such an unusual, you just don't see that type of dismissal at this level yeah. of cricket where the ball just balloons so gently to cover. Um, really, like, really tough going for him. And more precisely because. Then Safras Khan, the latest player off the conveyor belt, comes in and plays the most wonderful cameo at the end. That was so exciting and predicted by us here because we, we know mm. what we're talking about. Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about Safras deeper into the show. Just on that accumulation phase, if you want to call it that, the acceleration, which was so well-timed. So the first 100 runs put on between Rowett and Jadeja, by necessity, owing to the three wickets we've already discussed, needed to be relatively risk-free. And that was kind of like the third hour of play, let's call it, did follow that rhythm. But from about hour four and certainly an hour five, they did put the foot down. They scored 45 runs in the first 10 overs after T and they probably hit 45 in the in the half an hour before T or whatever it worked out to be, the 10 overs before T. So they timed their run really well. So when Rowett fell, that was right in the middle of that. So credit to England for changing it up and keeping things interesting. But um, the way they were able to handle Hartley, especially he started a new spell about, oh, let's call it halfway through the middle session before Ryan Ahmed bowled that marathon spell either side of T. 
And first ball of it, Rohit Sharma, down the track, smacked him straight back over his head for six. Now, that, that's the sign of someone who, historically, this is Rohit Sharma, has backed his swing. He did the same thing to Joe Root. Joe Root came back into the attack after T, first ball straight back over his head. So Rohit makes these calculated decisions. Sometimes it doesn't, doesn't pay off, but with all the experience he's got now, been around the national team for well over a decade, well, 15 years if you want to include T20 cricket as well, but more than 10 years a test player. Now, but in the role as test captain for a couple of years, he can live, live a little when he's in. It's the first time he's been really supremely in through the series, notwithstanding the chances he rattled off before. And then Jadeja, for the most part, played um, played the, the supportive role and did so. And he really did slow up, and we, we shouldn't brush over that. Jadeja did slow up dramatically when reaching the 80s and 90s. I wonder why. Um, but, um, you know, the hard work was done, and that meant that they were always going to end up 300 for something credible by the end of play. Yeah, I think Jadeja's innings, because Rohit Sharma was the one kind of rattling it along, kind of taking people back, back down over their heads... You kind of looked up and eventually you go, oh, but Jadeja's playing as an equally important hand here. His 50 came up, up off 97 yeah. balls. It's very rare. I think the stat was, um, it was only the second time he'd been in the first 10 overs. An interesting decision, really, because it means Safraj is dropping one further down to where he'd kind of normally be comfortable to bat. You're placing the two debutants together at six and seven, although Kordi Yadav did come in as a night watchman at the end of the day's play. But India kind of, they like having these left-handers in, in their top order and they decided to keep with that kind of strategy, as it were. And then towards the end of the play, like, yeah, once once Rohit Sharma got out, at that point, kind of tradition dictates that Jadeja takes the mantle and the other person at the other end can kind of play their way in. That wasn't the case at all. Jadeja basically crawled to a stop when he got to the 80s and the, the 100 was kind of within touching mm. distance. And he was able to do that without causing any real damage to the team because Safraz, I, I, keep on, I keep on trying to force him into the conversation. It was so exciting. He basically ended up getting a runnable 50 on debut. Yep. His fourth ball whilst he was on zero, he went for a big sweep, fell over. I, I fell in love with him even more because I was like, that was, that, that was stupid. And I like when people do stupid. I like when elite athletes do stupid things because it, it endears them to me. Um, and he just started kind of taking the piss, to be honest. Like, I saw, a, I can't remember who said this on Twitter, but I thought it was a good kind of take on the situation, to use the lingo, that kind of Safraz was being the player that Shreyas was expected to be in terms of taking down the spinners, being that aggressive option in the middle, middle overs, middle order even. And it led to a really kind of demoralising passage of play for England because it was, it was, it was kind of fine. I know Jadeja and Rohan Sharma just put on 200, but it was fine. Like they'd, they'd got their kind of go at the start of the day and they were in that position of, well, if we can nab too quickly, we're back in the game, we're back ahead. Yep. They got one quickly. Well, <laughs> they got one when Rohit Sharma spooned it to Ben Stokes in mid-wicket. And you think, here's the opening. This is when England are rewarded for that early burst. No, Safra's Khan slammed the door shut in their face and basically meant it ended up as a well-played England. You're a long way behind day. Yeah, he kind of did and he didn't, didn't he? So 62 from 66, and he was superb. Maybe it's because of the body type, but he did look like Rowett. And I mentioned Rowett taking spinners on down the ground. So did Safraz. Uh, Tom Hartley hit him back over his head for six. Give Ryan Ahmed treatment as well. More with a sweep shot against Ryan Ahmed, who bowled 13 of his 14 overs in one spell. I thought Ryan was going to come off after five or six overs. He dropped a couple down half trackers. The Stokes kept backing him, backing him. Finishes with none for 53 from his 14. But yeah, back to Safraz, that... He looked in complete control after about 20 balls. Not even. They put on 77, and he made 62 of them. He was the senior partner. All the attention was on how quickly he'd bring up his 50. It was a 49, 48 baller, 
which is the equal quickest for an Indian on Test debut. Great stuff. Um, Hardik Pandya also made a 50 in 48 oh. balls in, in Test cricket. And just looks born to be there, right? As you'd expect with the apprenticeship he's laid across many years in the Ranji Trophy, averaging 70. He's got a triple ton in uh, domestic cricket as well. So had to wait his turn, uh, takes full advantage of it. Looks like he was a mortal lock to complete uh, 100 on Test Abu as well before he is absolutely burnt by Jadeja. Oh. We've talked about the positivity of Jadeja's innings. We should talk about how it slowed down. My view is that, look, Let's go back a little bit here to the World Cup, Cam. You and I recorded many of the World Cup daily shows in my kitchen downstairs here. And over time, we, we became... We understood better the importance of personal milestones in Indian cricket. A lot of people in our comments were corresponding to us saying, you don't get it. You guys are finding it odd that they're, they're stage managing Kohli hundreds, but you don't understand how important it is to us, the country, and what it does for the team more generally, being able to celebrate the personal milestones. Okay, cool. Get it? Understood. However... There's almost an unwritten rule when you're playing that game. When you're crawling towards 100 to make sure that you can do the, the celebration and the sword and all the rest of it on your home ground and all that, that you don't hinder your team's interest when doing so. And by running out, Safras, he's done that. England have got the late wicket. They do have the night watchman there tomorrow. England have started pretty much every single day of this series well. They've won of the, what have we had now, nine, ten days of test cricket? I reckon they've won the first hour eight or nine of those times. Maybe one time they haven't. So if England win the first hour again tomorrow, they might bowl at India for under 400. But if Safraz is still batting with Jadeja, that's a far more difficult task. And Jadeja does barbecue him. He, he's on 99. I get the nerves of being on 99, although I haven't been there myself personally, but I understand how that must feel, having a, a half a chance to mid on for the single. But Calling him through, then stopping him there, having the stumps pinged down, one stump to aim at from Mark Wood. That was a, a fine piece of fielding, having been out there all day and bowled a number of a number of spells as the big quick in the in the England team. But for Jadeja to have the go slow, followed by the barbecue, it did uh, take some gloss off an otherwise excellent innings. And I feel for Safras because it felt like this was going to be one of these important special innings in the history of Indian Test cricket where he gets to 100 on Test of Boo and we celebrate that forever. Instead, 62, it'll be memorable for those that watched it, but it won't uh, stand out in quite the same way. And that's due to Jadeja. Yeah, I loved it. As I said earlier, I love when elite athletes do stupid things. He got caught, so it, it, it plays both ways. So Safraz is aware how important it is as well. And so he's gone. He's ready to get called through by his mate, gets turned around and would gathers, yep. hoists the stumps down. He, abs he, he throws it so hard. I was brilliantly <laughs> right behind it and I was actually filming it for uh, the other company I work for there's the stands the stands to see the crowd reaction and so I kind of only had one eye on it because I went right okay they're running through for a single and I actually looked back at the crowd and rather than it being a case of like yeah it was oh no because obviously he's just he's just out and you couldn't really tell from the angle how far out Safras was but when Safras started walking towards me I realized oh you're miles out okay that that's you, you you're no longer batting yeah I yeah I, I think I don't think I feel as strongly that it's hindered his team in the go slow because they kept on ticking along. The obviously the run out hinders the team because they've lost someone who was batting brilliantly well. But I think I don't mm. I think that's kind of part and parcel of it. I don't know if I would be too. I'm trying to work out if if, if it happened in a game I was playing in. Yeah, I think I'd actually be ticking at the bloke who did it. So I've, I've decided I agree with you, Adam. Jadeja, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? And can I just tell a quick anecdote, actually, for in the context of when India were 30 for three? You might just be able to see over my right shoulder, there are some nets 
basically, well, the nets that attached to this ground. Uh, Chiteshwar Pajara was having a hit here with his stateside oh. whilst the test match was ongoing, whilst Patadal was chipping the ball <laughs> to cover. And you're thinking, God, I wonder if you could have a hit right now. That would be really, really good. Um, but yeah, I something to go, go on to that with the Jadeja's 100 and I want to touch on this in the Hall of Fame as well yes he was able to get the sword out but he also ruined the day for him because he knew what had happened the next ball he's got his 100 he's barbecued his mate mm. and so the helmet stayed on it was not extravagant celebrations at all it was a quick sword and a kind of a, a, a sad celebration because yeah the, the door had been opened for England again we're going to get the new ball and call it Yadav tomorrow we've got someone on debut you never know England could take three for spit and it's a different game hey crucial first hour tomorrow <laughs> well this is it isn't it that's what I mean about the adverse nature of that that go slow it's that it, there was I, I suppose what I mean is there was so much focus on getting a hundred on the home ground there at Sarastra where he's made it a triple hundred before at first class level he's made a test hundred before but there's so much riding on that personal piece that India have been adversely affected by that I, 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 I don't suppose that we can rewrite history in a way that or I know you can't that, that changes the way things were but had he just kept playing the way that he was playing. Anyway, it's a it's a moot point now. Also a moot point, the two reviews that England didn't take. So Ryan Ahmed to Rohit Sharma, no review. It's a difficult one because he was sweeping and it came off both his arm and his helmet. So there's a lot going on there, a lot of moving parts. So that's, that's um, I kind of forgive England for not reviewing that. The Hartley-Jadasia one though, that's, that's not great cricket from, and I'm going to say Hartley here, and I feel for Tom in saying that because he's the one that's bowled the ball. But... He, he, he's got the best view of it, front on. And yes, it's a bat pad one. Is it, is it bat or is it pad? But Hartley, a vociferous appeal. But when it was turned down, he didn't even litigate the case with his captain. I think sometimes there the bowler's got to take a little bit of ownership and go up to the skipper and say, actually, mate, that's bang on. And I reckon that's pad first. And if it's pad first, I've got him. It's three reds. He didn't even... It reminded me of early Nathan Lyon, and I don't mean to have a crack at Nath here, but early in his career, whenever he took a test wicket, he looked surprised by it, like he was almost embarrassed by it. He got two in and over against England at the Gabba in 2013, and on both occasions, he got the wicket, went straight back to his bowling mark and barely celebrated like he was embarrassed. There was a little bit of that in the body language from Hartley, like, oh, don't worry about it. I know we've already burnt a review on a pad, bat, bat, pad one with Anderson at the start of the session. I don't want to be responsible for that happening again. Um, and, and off they went. But that was three reds as well. So there were two opportunities which could have improved England's day, but not to be. Uh, and yes, I think that's that's most of the day gone through. So India closed at 326 for five. With Jadeja still there on 110, not out. He's got Kuldeep Yadav for company on one. Cam, should we? Should we go to the Hall of Fame? Absolutely. With your consent. The final word Hall of Fame is brought to you by Westfield London and Westfield Stratford. City, going to the gym is not for everyone. Maybe you're not sure where to start. Maybe you want to spend your free time surrounded by gym bros, or maybe you don't. Maybe you don't want others to be embarrassed when they see the two Burmese pythons you call arms glistening with sweat as you pass your 1,000th bicep curl. That's where PT Pods come in. Sheen's on fire again. PT Pods are a private workout space you can book by the hour and while that may sound like something from a lad's weekend in Amsterdam, <laughs> they're the perfect flexible workout space for the modern world. PT pods are private, open 24 hours a day, bookable from as cheap as 16 quid per hour and include virtual PT sessions, weights, mats and Bluetooth speakers. And if that's not enough, 
you can book an in-person PT or use it as space to run your PT sessions from. Download the PT Pods app today and get started. There are two pods at Westfield London, so you can work up a sweat on your next visit. Their website is ptpods.co.uk slash about. We'll pop that in the show notes. Take a look. It's pretty interesting as a concept, uh, and you'll be able to see all of what they do. PT Pods, Google Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City, more extra, less ordinary. So a private workout space, yeah. the stuff we get to talk about here. Ken. Yeah, sorry, can, can I just clarify what, what the fuck we've just been talking about? What are these? So there's like a, it's like a space... <laughs> Where you go, you can hire like a yeah. studio gym, basically. There's just a little bit so you can do your push-ups, basically. Yeah, so oh, they, right, they, cool. they, they supply all the they, they supply the stuff and you and you go there for 16 quid per hour and, and you do your thing in the shopping centre um, <laughs> as opposed to having a membership that you probably bought in January, you know, uh, okay, uh, New okay, Year, okay. New Me, and didn't go as of February like a lot of people do. This is a, um, well, as, as, as it's put here, more the Amsterdam model of pay by the yeah. hour. Um, so, um, or, or, or by the quarter hour or whatever it works out to be. Oh, so, um, uh, I'm all right. in. So, I'm all in. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, Westfield, Lo- Westfield, London, Westfield, Stratford City, more extra, less ordinary. Uh, why don't you go first, Cam? Your final word moment of the day. Hall of I'm actually going to I'm going to go Rohit Sharma and his 100 celebration. I've already mentioned that J- Jadeja didn't take his 100 off because a bit, a bit of embarrassment there. But Rohit Sharma going lid on when he brought up his three figures. I love that. It's so just arrogant and confident going like oh it's just another day why would i take my helmet off i loved the kind of the yeah i just, I just love the manner of it it reminded me when ben stokes got to his 100 in um against australia at headingley no celebration the kind of job's yeah. not finished vibe and it's why and i always got annoyed about this when carlos brathwaite in the same in the 2019 world cup brought up his century when windies were nine down in that miracle game against new zealand i think they need like five to win and he celebrated his hundred and i was like no i love hundred celebrations but this 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 isn't the end it's not finished um so i loved that from Rohit sharma uh, and my kind of just to add on to that i got a message from a mate which really made me laugh uh when sharma spooned it to mid wicket and he just said has sharma has Rohit sharma just pissed away the first ever test 1000 and I was like, you're 850 ahead, but yeah, fine. It made me chuckle. There's probably a nice piece for the magazine for you in this, Cam, about um, subtle celebrations and when Ooh. they're rolled out. So, you, you know, the one you're just, the genre there of the job's not done. So Stokes at Headingley stands out. Stokes at Lords even in 2023, oh, when he reached three figures, he didn't really celebrate. Uh, there are others, I just can't quite um, reach 20 of them right now, but I, I've seen that in other instances. Oh, I'm glad Maxwell against Afghanistan when he gets to the 100 and doesn't really acknowledge it. He obviously, obviously acknowledges the 200 Perfect. when they win. It's but, so good. Um, uh, Mark War only took his helmet off once for making a Test 100. His first century, that was on debut. He, he raised his, um, took his helmet off and did all of that, but never took it off for any of the other 20 Test centuries that he recorded. I love so, that. Um, there's one for you, Cam. A freelance idea to pitch to Phil Walker. It was the bo- um, next, next edition of the mag. I've both enjoyed that. And it's also, on the flip side, I love it in international cricket. In club cricket, if I ever see someone like not raise their bat for 50, I'm like, mate, I know this isn't an everyday event for you. You're, you're here. You're averaging 23. <laughs> Enjoy your two or three moments you get to do this a year. Get the bat up. I'd t- yeah. Take a moment. Yeah. Uh, other Rowit, uh, I, I love the Rowit response to the Safraz run out. Not sure if you've caught this no, on highlights, but it, he no. went fucking nuts. He got his hat and chucked it into the floor, and you could tell he was just getting stuck into Jadeja, um, which was, I mean, they've played so much cricket together that it's put on 204 together. But um, Rowit knows. I guess this is the other point here to go back to the serious bit for a sec. Rowit knows that the way the England team are, if you give them a slither um, of light or a crack to work within, they, they tend to work within it. And, and Safraz falling late in the day 
kind of constitutes that as we go to day two. Um, the other thing on television, they were absolutely obsessed with how many sixes Rowan had hit. He hit three today, right? And that took him past Dhoni in Test cricket. Uh, at, I don't know what number it is. It's in the seventies or eighties or something like that. That, that. But they had that graphic ready to go the minute the ball went over the ropes. And there was another Dhoni factoid in there today about the number of sixes Rowan's hit in international cricket. I think he's only behind maybe Owen Morgan, something like that. Um, and the other nice Hall of Fame bit today, just to back in Safraz yet further, I cannot wait to follow this guy's career. The cap presentation this morning when he um, received the cap, then went and showed it to his old man who's been with him all the way uh, and a lot of shots of his parents today up in up in the crowd. But his dad getting the cap and kissing it and oh. crying. I mean, that's just gold, isn't it? That's isn't that just the best? That. This means it's the people that go on the journey with you. Uh, and Safras having to had having to wait this time, and you know it's another reminder today that uh, when it comes to cricket, it's sometimes more than skin folds. I know this guy doesn't look, you know, he, he doesn't look like an athlete in the modern twenty first century way, but fuck, got great hand eye, beautiful sweep shot, bangs it down the ground, takes risks at the right times, and um, yeah, let's let's hope it's a long and productive career for him at the top level for India. Uh, I think that's me done. You done as well, Cam? Always done. Never done? No, I'm done. You're done? We're happy. Okay, well, we'll do it all again tomorrow for Westfield London and Westfield Stratford City. More extra, less ordinary. There's another daily in the feed as well. An extraordinary uh, first few hours of the Test match at Perth, where South Africa were bowled out for 76, and Australia at one stage were 12 for three before they rallied. Elisa Healy made 99 for the Australians. You can hear Jeff and Barat Sunderason talking about that as they will tomorrow, as will Cam and I when we return for day two at Ratchcott. Until then, bye from us.